Hello, everyone, and welcome to Monster Mania Radio. We are back. Back in the saddle, Back baby. in the saddle again. Yeah, we had a week off. We're f- refreshed. What you do with your week off? Um... Yeah, I, I've actually... <laughs> that much, huh? <laughs> you kind of caught me off guard there. That's usually my job. All right, well, I'll, I'll tell you what I did with some of my week off, and then I'll give you some time to figure out what you cool. did or Very make good. up a good story. No, I got a good one. Um, last weekend was Easter weekend. I'll tell you, man, I had the greatest weekend. I had off for the weekend. Um, Saturday, went to the Flyers game, 1 o'clock afternoon, afternoon game with my oldest son, uh, that's my escape from everything. Mm-hmm. Shut the cell phone down. No emails. No nothing. I just we just enjoyed the game. The Flyers beat the Bruins, which was unexpected because the Flyers were doing awful at that point. Um, the next day, went to see GI Joe in 3D with my youngest son Doug and his what'd think, kids. What'd you think of that one? It was okay. I mean, I never saw the first GI Joe movie, which I, I had heard awful things about. Terrible. Um, I'm not a purist, but it was not good. Yeah. But, you know, there wasn't... It, this one wasn't awful. I mean, The Rock was in it, and I, I, I'm i not a big wrestling fan at all. Um, but he did okay. He was good in it. Bruce Willis was in it. I like some of Bruce Willis's movies. Mm-hmm. You know, he was a little bit toned down from what he normally is. But, uh, I mean, it was okay. The 3D, I went more for the... Th- I went for the experience of being with the family. You know, I mean, that was beyond, you know, great. Uh, and then later in the day, we went to uh, my oldest son and I went back to the Flyers. They had back-to-back games, uh, and they played Washington. Scored the game tying goal with eight seconds left, and then scored the winning game winner in overtime. So I mean, we had a great time. I mean, I had a great, great weekend, and uh, you know, it's just great to get away from the Monster Mania business for a weekend and get away from my regular job for the weekend. I mean, it was just you know. It was a perfect weekend for me. Mm-hmm. How about you? Uh, because I'm working on a new film, I've been studying, and I was watching a lot of... Uh, I, I went through and I ordered a ton of, of, of DVDs of things that I thought would work. I ordered um, the Blu-ray set for One Flew Over Cuckoo's Nest. Yeah, I saw you had tweeted that you had gotten uh, some Jack Nicholson movies. Dude, it's beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful box set. And uh, I watched. I rewatched The Shining. Because, you know, I mean, I'll admit it that I wasn't... A huge fan of The Shining before, um, but then I, I just I, I maybe like I think as we, time goes on we grow and we can learn to appreciate people's abilities. And there was a behind the scenes that was on it that I really like. There was a part where they were filming behind the scenes of when he breaks the, the door down with the axe. Yeah, here's Johnny. Yeah, and and he, he was getting like you could see him like bouncing up and down and getting, getting into character. It. Dude, it was so awesome. And um, see, that movie came out on my birthday, and I was a big fan of Stephen King's novel, The Shining. Mm-hmm. And I can remember when the movie coming out, being so disappointed that. It had taken the turns that it had taken. And I remember, in retrospect, thinking back, I remember that I really didn't like the casting of Jack Nicholson as the mm-hmm. character because in the book, uh, the person that becomes insane, you don't really see it coming, where I felt with Jack Nicholson, you're just waiting for it. Right. You know? Um, although he does play a great, crazy guy, I think it took the, the element of surprise out of it. But if you read the book, you knew what was going to happen anyway. Yeah. But now, as I get older and as, as time distances itself, 
There's still some scenes I really don't like in it. The blood splashing out of the elevator. I yeah, I know you were talking about that before, right? Um, but you know, the twins down the hall, man. You know, that's still uh, it, it's still great. You know, I I thought the whole uh, Tommy's the boy that lives in my mouth was stupid. You know, that wasn't it wasn't that way in but the I book. But I think the red rum is probably one of the more popular things from it. Uh, yeah, I, I would think so. But I mean, if if you read the book and then you saw the, you know the, the the explanation of Tommy's the boy that lives in my mouth, uh-huh. that kind of was annoying. Uh, and then I also um, grabbed Taxi Driver, the Blu-ray of that I I, I did never owned the, the, the movie itself. Uh, yeah, I don't have that. And uh, man, it's really good. Like again, this these are movies that I you know you kind of I don't want to say forget about, but you kind of put on the back burner and look for the newer stuff that comes out. But when you go back and you watch the classics and you watch the movies that really defined these characters or these actors, it's amazing. Like, amazing. So, you know, Kim and myself were watching a lot of them and um, I was so, I'm was i so happy with the DVDs that we, uh, that we grabbed. And last night I grabbed uh, John Dies in the End, but I have to admit that I have not seen it yet. I kind of like, I put it in. Got busy and then fell asleep, and I didn't get a chance to watch yeah. it. But I've heard great things about it. I've heard a lot of good about it. I haven't seen any of it at all. I honestly, don't know if I'll really get around to it. You know, I, I really wish that I. Uh, you know, it, it's ironic, and I said this once before that uh, my love of movies is what, especially horror movies, is what made me. You know, start up Monster Mania, and ironically, it's the thing that takes away. My movie watching time right. between the job and coming home and you know sending out emails, doing conference calls on the phone for an hour or whatever. I mean, like you know, there's only you know I've got like maybe four hours I can do work in, and mm-hmm. and three and a half of those hours are, are spent doing work, you know. And it's yeah. like, I mean, you can watch a movie, well, it's playing in the background while I'm on my laptop or whatever, but you know the chances for me to really sit. Turn the lights out like I like to do, you know. Put the surround sound on oh, and watch a movie. It's yeah. just you know, it's, it's few and far between. Yeah. Plus, uh, <laughs> I'm a cheapie, so there was a free HBO weekend on oh this weekend. Oh my god! So, so you, you probably recorded like every movie on <laughs> Dude, HBO. Dude, I swear, there's like 15 movies that there I recorded. You go. <laughs> but I did get a chance to see, and you had talked about it before, Final Destination Five. I really liked it. I liked the first few. Uh, deaths and I thought they were awesome. I can see how good it would be. In it was 3D. awesome in three D. I can definitely see. It really that. was. And um, you know, like and, and you know, we had a little family time, which is always good. So it was. It was a good. I mean, I always miss the week that we don't, you know, have something to talk about or we don't, you know, get a chance to meet because you know you're my pal. So <laughs> you poor bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I, miss, I miss it. So now, what's funny is while we were not podcasting. You had actually sent out a tweet that you were so excited that you have a guest announcement, so I know you've got something good for me. Well, it wasn't that I had a guest announcement. It was that I was working on one and I was waiting for the signed contract to come back. Well, I'm still waiting for the signed (laughs) contract to come back. One of the things that people that, you know, maybe aren't all that familiar with how this works or haven't, you know, seen... Uh, you know, posts from me in the past or, or heard conversations from me in the past. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it would be great if I could say, oh, I want to have such and such a person 
uh, make him an offer that's more than fair in, in my estimation and, and have them say, okay, great, that sounds great, I'm available, or I'm not, you know, like one or the other. And if you're not available or you're not interested, that's fine, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I, I, it's safe to say that I contacted Michael Keaton, heard back from Michael Keaton, I made a, what I consider to be a very generous offer. He said he wasn't, uh, or his his representative said it's uh, doing autograph shows isn't something that he's really into, but I got a quick response. Um, which is the case sometimes. Yeah, oh yeah, which is great. Um, when I, for me to go to the point of going on Twitter or Facebook or the forums and saying, you know, we've got a guest announcement coming, I'm waiting for something, I've learned to, uh, to not make an announcement until the signed contract comes back. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, I can remember having verbal conversations with someone on the phone saying, yeah, I'm in. Mm-hmm. And then the contract doesn't come in and then the agent gets involved, like the, the theatrical agent or the movie agent, whatever it might be, gets involved in the next thing you know, the person who was, the actor that was on the phone with you was so eager to do it is now either change what they're asking for or not interested or not available or whatever. Uh, the case with the person that I tweeted about, I mean, it was, uh, we went back and forth, came up with a number for the three-day appearance. It was brought back to me that I needed to raise the number by $5,000 more. Hemmed and hawed over it, said okay. Then I thought that's that's when I had tweeted that, I, you know, I figured why well, I accepted their their counter offer and we're good to go. Um, that's when I had tweeted, I'm waiting for the signed contract. I thought we were done. Mm-hmm. Uh, next day, I get an email saying that they want that same $5,000 or more amount of money for just two days now. Mm-hmm. So that's significant. You know, I mean, sure. n- now the person's got to do. Higher than I was originally offering. He's got to do what they would typically do in three days. In two. In two days. And not only that, Sunday is your least busy day. Right. Uh, and and Friday is is almost like a half a day. Saturday sure. is your full day. Right. Friday, you're, they're signing somewhere between 5 and 10. And quite often, we'll take an hour lunch break in that 5 to 10 shift, which I really hope that they don't do. Because it's really, it's only five hours. But, uh, you know. Stars it, will be stars. Yeah. Um. So then I thought that was the deal. So I said, okay, we're then if we're going to do these two days, it needs to be Friday and Saturday because Sunday's just not as far as autograph revenue. I guess you want to say for the stars, the yeah, stars do more on Friday than much more on Friday than they do on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. So then it came back to me that now they want the same higher amount of money, and it's going to be Saturday and Sunday. Mm-hmm. So. Um, came up with a counter, 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 counter offer, and I'm waiting to hear back. But you know, it's, my instinct is is starting to make me feel like it's, this one's not going to work out. The number seems to just keep getting higher, and the the dates of the attendance or the amount of time attending or you know whatever you want to say is becoming unfavorable. All right, so we took a quick break uh, <laughs> because uh, we got Yogi sitting in today. Who is uh, Dave's Yorkie that he got from the Yorkie Rescue that we usually will have the Yorkie auctions on Sundays at Monster Mania. And he's a handful sometimes. Uh, yeah, at times. <laughs> so anyway, back to... Yeah. Uh, so you might hear him. You know, you hear him breathing. It's not me. 
<laughs> I don't want anyone Rob to, doesn't breathe. I don't want anyone to get all weirded out. Like, what is he doing in the background? <laughs> Put your pants on, damn it! <laughs> so <laughs> keep that thing away. Uh, so I mean, so sometimes it. Well, you know, to see the, the frustrating thing with this is, is you know, you make an offer and then you know they come back with a counter offer, you know, and. You know, you bite the bullet, you take the counter offer because it's a guest that you want to have at the show. It's a, in this case, it's a guest, and I've shared who it is with you mm-hmm. uh, and, and with both my sons. Um, you know, it's a guest that I can build uh, other guests around, sure. you know, and, and I've actually, when it when I thought the situation was was heading towards a positive, not that it's dead, but, you know, the longer this drags on, the the... In, in my experience, the longer things like this drag on, the less likely they are to come to fruition. Um, is, that, is that typical, you think? Yeah, that's what I've seen over mm-hmm. the course of time. I mean, you know, every case is individual, but, you know, there, as a promoter, there's some things. Like, you just, you know, we've done 26, 27 shows, whatever it is. I mean, yeah. you know, you see things, uh, how things go. Inevitably, if a guest is extremely reluctant, when it comes three weeks out from the show, this is when guests start to cancel. You know something's wrong when you keep telling the guest you've got to buy the flight and they don't know where they're flying from or they're delaying giving you the information to purchase the flight. Because once you purchase the flight, they're responsible if they cancel. Because what people may or may not know is if I buy you a flight to fly to my show, even though I paid for it, your name is the passenger, so if that flight gets canceled, you get the credit to use the money that I spent on your flight and you're out the for money. a future flight. So the promoter's out the money mm-hmm. unless, like I do in the contract, I say, you know, once the flight's purchased, the star's got to reimburse if it's canceled. So, you know, typically with a show, that's why you see... Fans get mad when they see last-minute cancellations. Believe me, the last thing a promoter wants to do is tell you three weeks out or a week Absolutely. out that this person's not coming. Yeah, I, I don't want to be put in that position, and I really get unhappy when I'm told so and so is not going to come at the last minute. I've advertised them, and I know the fans. You know, I mean, we had fans willing to jump off a roof almost because Bai Ling and Lori Holden had announced that they weren't coming. You know, like. You run the gamut of people saying, "Oh, it's just a a Walking Dead convention," and when one of them cancels, they're you know the other half of the people are ready to you know jump off the bridge, you know, and it's just it's frustrating when a, when when you see patterns like that occur. And in in my history, in my experience, when a negotiation starts to drag on this long with this many changes, um, it's usually you know doesn't end up. Being, Good. Yeah, it doesn't end up working out. So hopefully I'm wrong. I, you know, I'd love to announce the guest, but what was quoted to me at the, the last one of the offers going back and forth is how much money am I willing to lose on the guest? Like that, the agent actually said to me, "Well, how much money are you willing to lose?" Because you know I had already gone up five thousand for the guest, and then we eliminated a day, and I agreed to that, and then we wanted to make the day Sunday instead of Friday, which would have been you know, even harder to hit that guarantee. And, you know, my answer to that is I'm not really willing to lose any money. I mean, like, I'm going to bring in the best guests that I can. But, you know, Mike, when I, ideally, when I make a guarantee offer, if it's for a three-day event, 
I want to know, like, by Friday night that that person's well on their way to hitting the guarantees, so it's not we're something not I want pennies. to worry about. We're not I mean, talking No, pennies. we're talking, you know. No, tens of thousands. Tens of thousands. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, it, it, you know, upwards to $40,000. Right. You know what I mean? Like, no one wants to sit there on a Sunday after you've put all this time in and write a checkout for $20,000. Sure, yeah. You know what I mean? That's, that's real. That's real talk, seriously. Yeah. That's, I mean, that is real discussions that, you know, you don't, you don't want to have Sunday where you're hoping, I hope I don't lose too much. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I've been a promoter for a different, but you know, when you, when you bring someone in, the last thing you want, like your mindset should never, ever, ever be, hopefully I don't lose too much. Now, there are certain circumstances that happen where that is going to be the, the case if, Bad weather happens if you know you have it in the middle of winter, and all of a sudden you have a snowstorm. You know when you have you have a, it in March and you have a snowstorm. Right. I mean, uh, you know we had a little bit of snow on the Friday of the March show, and I kept thinking, boy, I wish it was a week later. Mm-hmm. When the week later came, there was snow all weekend. Yeah. It would have been worse. Yeah. You know, so um, you, you know, there's a lot of different things that factor into it. But if I have to, if I if when I sign a guest, if my instinct is, boy, I hope I don't lose $20,000 on this guest, mm-hmm. well, that's not a comfortable feeling. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like $20,000 is a lot of money. You know sure. what I mean? It, it it could be the profits from the show. I mean, you know, one one high guarantee that doesn't go through could wipe away all the profits from the show, like right. entirely, and, and put you in a hole. You know, it's, it's happened, you know? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm, I'm hoping... You know, I mean, I could get an email in five minutes that says, you know, everything's good, and and because I made a, a final counter offer, and if and if that doesn't work, then we'll move on. Uh, I've got some other irons in the fire too. I mean, I'm I don't want to put a show together of, you know, I mean, I, like I said before, I could put a show with forty guests in it together tomorrow, mm-hmm. but for me, the creativity the creativity of it all. Is is bringing in guests a good combination of of new guests of guests, you know, in modern horror, in in classic horror, in eighty slasher horror, and and just bringing in and even some guests that maybe aren't horror at all. Like when we tried to get um, Carrie Fisher, I mean, she had some horror in her background, Very but I mean, little. not what she's known for, right? I mean, you know, she's more known for Star you know Wars. Star Wars. Yeah. So, but that's. The audience that goes to see Evil Dead in the theater this Thursday and Friday have certainly seen Star Wars, and many of them are going to be Star Wars fans. So it's not like I'm bringing in, you know, people from Flashdance or something. You know what I mean? It's, uh, you know, it's people that are, you know, genres that that kind of go Gel. hand in hand. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or, or at least the fans would be fans of of horror and the other genre whatever it might be like Flash Gordon when we had the Flash Gordon Buck Rogers uh, reunion a couple Sci-fi of years ago Sci-fi goes well with horror yeah absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so anyway it, you know hopefully by the end of this show we'll, we'll might have some news if not we'll have something for next week maybe um, I, I'm working on something else too which which I'm hoping uh, will come through it's it's a guess that um, not necessarily in the horror realm but um you know, it's definitely a guest that I think could very well be of interest to uh, the fans that attend our show. Um, hopefully, get that wrapped up soon. Um, 
you know, it, 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 for people that are saying, you know, where's the guest for August? I mean, we're working on some things. There's a lot of offers out there. So speaking of, you had just mentioned the Evil Dead. Now, this coming Friday, the Evil Dead comes out. How excited are you for to see that? Uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing it. Um, I, you, I know you had mentioned today that you heard some reviews that weren't all that good. Everything I've seen about it looks great. Um, I, I mean, I know it's a remake of, of a modern classic horror film, I guess you'd say. Um, I'm, I'm really hoping it's going to be the horror film of the year. You know, I mean, I, it has that potential to be, um, and I guess we'll see. You know, I'm, I'm keeping my fingers crossed and my hopes are high, but... It is one of the... There's three movies this year that I still want to see. I want to see uh, this. I want to see uh, World War Z, which regardless of what anyone says, I still have interest in it. I still want to see it. I was wondering what the three were going to be. I know what the other one's going to be. And the other one's Pacific going to be Pacific Rim. Rim. Right. No doubt. No um, doubt about it. I was wondering what the third was. So it's World War Z, huh? World War Z, to me, I, I mean, I read a, I've been reading a lot about, like, now you're starting to see stuff for the blockbusters. Sometimes they'll do special screenings. Like, they screened Pacific Rim already uh, out in uh, out the West, and reviews were enormous for it. There's been a ton of early screenings already for Evil Dead. You know, and a majority of the people like it. I think it's they're gonna have they're always gonna have a hard time satisfying the purists. You're not, I mean, the people because it is the internet. You're of course you're, you're going to see people that are going to go against the grain and say they don't like it and give reasons. But uh, World War Z, they did a thing where they had Brad Pitt literally talk for about the movie, and they showed like 25 minutes of the movie, like a chunk of the movie. And from what I heard, it was decent. So I mean, I I'm gonna give it a try. It's not your standard zombie movie. People were complaining even about the poster. Like, uh, you know, but we're a world of complainers. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, sadly, that's very true in, in, in some cases. Not everyone, but... Uh, one of the things I think that's interesting about uh, what Evil Dead has done is that, and I think it's brilliant, in order to avoid comparisons with... Bruce Campbell and the character that would portray Ash in this version, uh, from what I understand, that character is played by a, a female. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess it, I, I think the character's name is Mia or, or Maya. Yeah. Um, I thought that was interesting because it, it really took away the oh well that person's not as good as Ash or you know Bruce Campbell's the only it person that can ever comparison. play Ash. It completely took that away, which was brilliant on their part. You know, it's going to eliminate, I would think it's going to eliminate a lot of the people that would complain. Because, I mean, you know, whoever you, if, if Ash was the lead character, whoever you had play that was going to automatically be held up against the Bruce Campbell version. You know what I mean? So, uh, you know, I thought it was smart that uh, what you know, they went What also is smart route. is they have Bruce Campbell involved in the marketing of the film. Where they actually have him talking about the film, and, and they just well, announced... I, I could be wrong, but I think he's one of the executive producers yeah. or something no, like yeah, that. I right. mean, like, he's tied to it yeah. financially in some Well, they, they made an announcement. I'm not going to jump ahead to Horror News, but they did make an announcement this week mm-hmm. how everything's going to tie in, that now they're going to have sequels, and uh, they're going to bring you know the, the Evil Dead universe together. So they're going to have Evil Dead now, then they're going to do Evil Dead 2... Then they're going to do Army of Darkness too, which I guess my only concern with that is 
Bruce Campbell's got to be. I was going to say, what's the what's I the mean, time? What how, how far are we going to right? What's the what's the time? Gap? Unless they're unless they're on Evil Dead Two is like now, and they can get that shot and done for next year. I mean, we're that's still putting you know Army of Darkness four years away. I, I, honestly, I think they just need to worry about this version of Evil Dead and how it's received. That you know, it's putting the cart before the horse. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like this might have a great opening weekend. I hope I'm wrong. You know, what I mean, like I, I don't think this is what's going to happen. But I don't think it's. I don't think we're going to be. It could happen. I don't think we're going to be a Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Anymore. Right. I don't think that's going to happen. But I mean, you, you, it could. It's, it's the potential is that the film could come out. It would have a great opening weekend and die at the box office by week three, and then not make its money. And then you know, all your talk of you know. Evil Dead 7 or whatever, you know, it was going to be seven films in the series or Army of Darkness 2 and 3 or whatever they were planning. You know what I mean? Like, just, I, I hate when people get that far ahead of things. You know what I mean? Like, let's just, let's just make sure Evil this version of Evil Dead hits the numbers you think it's going to hit, you know, as the producers think, and then go on to the next one. You know, like, let's not count our chickens before they're hatched. You know what right. I'm saying? I mean, I'm excited about it. I, I'm actually going to go... Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll tell people. I'll, I'm going to go Saturday morning because I, I don't want to go with all the... I, I like I like it to be... Uh, I don't like it to be very crowded. <laughs> as weird as it is, like, I can work in a crowd, like, you know, to do other things or in front of a crowd or whatever, but I, I don't like to be in it. Well, you know what I, what I found funny... Um, the last commercial that I saw for Evil Dead, I'm not even sure when and where I saw it, um, they did uh, a scene from the screenings of the audience. Oh, and I remember how it was nothing near as over-the-top crazy as the Paranormal 4 audience was. But it still had that element of, you know... But what they... It still had that element of people screaming or whatever... But what they also showed you was the audience like wildly applauding, which I had never seen in one of those kind of commercials before. Um, so, but yeah, I thought of you right away. You know, when when they had that, when they did the, you know, it's it's the crowd filmed in the dark. It's like the infrared camera or whatever. It's like I thought of Paranormal Four and you right away yeah. when I saw that. You know, I, like I want there to be two. I want. Kim to be in there, and one other person can be towards the back. <laughs> but my luck, that other person will sit right next to me. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. <laughs> so I'm trying to eliminate that. So I said that. So I what said, are you going to do? You're going to go Saturday morning at 12:50 is the first showing. 12:50. See, I, I want to go. I have to work until 9:45, and there's a 10 o'clock Thursday night. I love going to that. You're really going to go opening night? I would love to. Really? You usually uh, Dave and I would go, mm -hmm. but I, the problem is, uh, I'm scheduled to get done my job at quarter to quarter to ten, and you know, and the theaters, uh, the movie starts at ten o'clock in a theater that's at least thirty minutes away. Mm -hmm. So I mean, I might get lucky and get out of work a little bit early, um, but I I don't think I'm going to make it unless the, they do like the fifteen minutes of. You know commercials, oh, and, but then you know, then I got to find. You know, Dave's got to get there ahead of me, and and I, I have to sit in the aisle seat. You know, I'm I'm almost as bad yeah, as yeah. you as far as <laughs> I eliminate the person sitting next to me because I sit in the aisle seat, then they can't get there. I'm not a good seat saver. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, so now I got to worry. You know, and I got to like if it's if the screen is if 
if the theater's dark and the screen is dark, and I got to find him in you know yeah. a packed theater, yeah. it's not going to be You don't want to into Rochelle. Rochelle. <laughs> yeah, day, day. <laughs> it's playing next door. Uh, but I, I am excited, so I'm, I I think that this has the right kind of hype. I think, you know, we had heard already that they were tried that they had to cut it down so that it wasn't an NC-17, which I agree with you. I wish they would, but they didn't, so we have to accept that. Which, if if the movie's great. It only means that they're going to sell twice as many, you know, DVDs and Blu-rays when when that comes out because then people are going to see the unedited version, which I actually look forward to. So yeah, um, this has been the year for me where I, we've really gone to the movies quite a bit more than I used to. Oh really? The, oh dude, like way more. Well, the we I mean, there's been times. Uh, well, they closed down most of the theaters that you used to be able to go to. <laughs> Uh, you know, with the, the 21 and older, you know, you know, the, those, bright, those, the bright triple XL. Yeah, yeah. Those, those theaters are, are, you know, few and far between now. People have the internet. So, which you know. in taxi driver, that's where he takes her. Did you ever, did you, do you remember that? I barely remember that. He, he hooks up with the girl and he's like going to take her on a date, which made me think of it. And he takes her to that, that well, theater. Yeah, well, and she's like, what are you doing taking me here? He goes, I don't, he doesn't know. Like he doesn't know what's normal. Wow. It was crazy. See what I, well, <laughs> that's, uh, that's why God made VHS players back in the day. I know. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I, 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 and then see, somebody gave me uh, gave us a good compliment today. They said, "I'm waiting to hear what you guys say, what you guys think you and I, it. yeah, really, because we're honest. We won't we won't sugarcoat it. If we don't like it, we've openly said like, oh, yeah, I hate this. <laughs> He's got a red shirt, <laughs> which is which I guess is bad because we're just like everybody else. But I mean, I, I take that and say, you know, I, I will be honest and I will say, oh, yeah, I, will like, say I mean, I'm not going to spoil it, like." Dude, the whole backlash. and I'm not I'm not going into it with a predetermined no, agenda. You know what I mean? Honestly, I I want to go to it and I want it to be great and I want to be sitting here next week saying, "Wow, man, it was everything I thought yeah. it was going to be and that much more." I agree with that. I dude. want it, I and I want that for every movie I go to. Yeah, I, I don't have the uh, yeah. You know, I mean, when I went to see Texas Chainsaw, the first ten minutes of it, I thought was really good. You know, mm-hmm. I was like, "Wow, this is going to be something," and then it wasn't. But uh, you know, I mean, I, I wanted it to be. You know, I didn't. I didn't go like some people. I think, you know, some people go. Movie critics particularly go with a predetermined. You know, oh, I'm going to review this, but I'm not going to like it. Or you know, you can tell they enjoy. You know, if, there, if there's something in the title that lends itself to be made fun of, or if there's some kind of criticism you can give that ties into the title, so you can be witty. I think a lot of times critics enjoy uh, their own wittiness. You know, I, I know I, I do. <laughs> I, I don't go to the theater with that agenda, man. Like I, I want every movie I go see, I want to like it. I'm hoping that it's good. You know what I mean? As I think most audiences feel. Like I, who goes to the movie to not want to like it? Especially the prices. Yeah, the prices are outrageous. But now speaking of Texas Chainsaw, now that that comes out on DVD soon. Yeah. I don't know what's wrong with me personally. You're gonna buy it? I'm literally. It's Are like, you really, dude? There's a completest part in me that wants to go back and rewatch it and have it sitting on my shelf. I don't. I was just gonna say, like, I don't know what's wrong with me. I don't know what's wrong with you either. Seriously, dude. Like, it's 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 uh, it's crazy. The only way I would buy that would be if we were gonna have one of the stars at the show. Like I said before, I, I've had people at the show. For films that I couldn't stand, but I realized that the the fans that attend Monster Mania 
don't all have my taste. Otherwise, we'd have Hammer Horror Monster Manias mm -hmm. every show. Um, or Universal Monsters, if there was still anybody left to bring in from them. Um, but I, I realized that the fans, different fans like different things. So, if, I mean, if we had one of the stars from the film... I would go. I would show the film. You know, what I mean, it's just it's just respect to that star and to the fans that want to see that star. Even though I personally would have no desire to see it again, mm -hmm. that's the only way I would buy it. I, I kind of want to see it again. Really? I do. Yeah, because I'm one of those people that wants to see the redeeming quality in everything. Uh. I don't know what it is, but like I'll watch movies that I don't like. New, like keep watching them until you dude, like them. Legitimately. <laughs> Legitimately, there have been movies where I like I originally hate when I see it, and like after four viewings, I'm like, wow, this movie's really good. Wow, yeah. When you first met Kim, did you like her? Or did you just keep going out with her until you married her? <laughs> no, we uh, actually hit it off all right in the beginning. But hey, we are gonna take a break. Geesh. And uh, when we come back, if if someone said to you, you play mentally ill really well, would you <laughs> would you be happy? Sure. All right, cool. I'm happy. Uh, hey, we're what, why? It's just going back to when I said you cry in all your movies? <laughs> yeah, well, the, the teaser trailer that you can see on you've been robbed films.com oh uh, for baggage. I do, there are a few tears on there. Yeah, well, I, 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 I'm proud of that. I think it's. Yeah, but I mean, like, it, did you ask me that question because I said that to you? No, somebody actually. Someone said, else says Someone that said that to me. Like the, the, what? That you play mentally ill very well, yes. or that all you ever do is cry? No, no, that was you, <laughs> and you were very mean because now you say very uh, mean things, and you're and like, I followed up with, "Are you crying? Right, are you gonna yeah. cry? You're like the Christmas story, <laughs> cry baby, cry." Well, I texted that to you, cry baby, cry I know, baby, right? dirty eye. <laughs> so anyway, uh, yeah, that's 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 the stuff I get told when I'm eating pizza. Ah, uh, like, oh, you play mentally ill really well. So. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, you know, not well enough to get free slices, but to be told that I'm mentally ill. Hey, uh, don't go anywhere. We'll be uh, right back. In an age of darkness. May God have mercy upon your souls. Something's wrong. Something's amiss. And a time of evil. You shall die! When the world needed a hero. This one of us about to die! What it got was him. Groovy. You know your shoelace is untied. He's a 20th century guy. For that arrogance, I shall see you dead. Trapped in the Middle Ages. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. This is my boomstick! Now, let's talk about how I get back home. Foretold by a mystical book. Within its pages are passages that can send you back to your time. Forewarned by a wise man. You must recite the words, Klaatu, Berata, Niktu. I got it, I got it! Fulfilled by a wise guy. Klaatu, Berata, Niktu! Window spoke the words. The army of the dead awoke. <laughs> now he's got a date. Give me some sugar, baby. Sheila! With the army of darkness. You found me beautiful once. Honey, you got real ugly. Sound the trumpets. Raise the drawbridge. Drop the Oldsmobile. From Sam Raimi. Director of Darkman yeah. ah! comes 
army of darkness. They live. They breathe. They suck. Army of darkness. I don't suppose they uh, told you anything in Denver about the tragedy we had up here during the winter of 1970. I heard a man named Charles Grady is the winter caretaker. From what I've been told, I mean, he seemed like a completely normal individual. But at some point during the winter, he must have suffered some kind of a complete mental breakdown. He ran amok and uh, killed his family for the next. Well, you can rest assured, Mr. Ullman, that's not going to happen with me. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Mom? Do you really want to go and live in that hotel for the winter? Sure I do. It'll be lots of fun. The only thing that can get a bit trying up here during the winter is uh, the tremendous sense of isolation. Is there something bad here? I fear you will have to deal with this matter in the harshest possible way. Right, dude, uh, I killed you with Danny. You did this to me. I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm just gonna bash your brains. Here's Johnny. <laughs> okay, guys, we're back. And Dave? Yeah, j- just as we get done speaking about guests... Um, during the break, I got an email back that I can confirm now that uh, Sam Whitmer from Being Human will be attending the show all three days. Uh, Sam plays Aiden Waite, who was the vampire in the Being Human American show, which right. is actually... Uh, That's on sci-fi. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's an Americanized version of a show that was originally popular in Great Britain. This dude has a long list. Uh, he, the stuff he's been in, man, is, is just phenomenal. First of all, he was in The Mist, yes. uh, which... I have to go back and watch that and see which character he was in that. He plays Private Jessup. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe he's the one that they end up uh, stabbing and they throw out to fend for himself out front of the store. That's why, that's why I think it is. I might yeah, I have to watch that again. Um, so needless to say, we'll probably be showing the mist at the convention, I would, I would suspect, uh, depending on how... how Big of a role he has in it, I probably should. Well, Jessup, I mean, is a pretty good. I mean, Private Jessup, he's the one of the the guys that's that doesn't hang himself. I think the other two do. Yeah, I think he's the one that does not. So, um, and if we do show, we'll be showing the black and white version. Sweet. Uh, he also plays the voice of Darth Maul in Star Wars: The Clone Wars. How so, cool is that? yeah, my grandson will be enjoying that one. Um, he's also played in two episodes of The Walking Dead. He was the tank soldier. Yeah. Uh, I, I think, was that the debut episode? or the, It was either episode the first one or second? Two, yeah. 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 Uh, when, they, when they break all the zombie rules and the zombies eat the horse. Yes. How about that? Right? Yeah. Well, there you uh, go. But more importantly, I mean, if you're a comic book nerd, he was in Smallville as Davis Bloom, who was Doomsday. Yeah. So that's a key role because Doomsday was the only guy to ever kill Superman. Yeah. And, and also... I think you had said he plays uh, one of my favorite characters in in the Superman universe. He plays uh, General Zod. Yeah, they said that he plays Uncredited, ma- though, Major right? Zod in one appearance. Or Major yeah. Zod, okay. Yeah, which I guess is their their version. You know, I, Smallville's a show that 
I always wanted to get into. I never watched, but whenever I looked at the DVD sets, they were always steep, like forty, fifty dollars a set. Yeah. But they came down like uh, not to take this off course, but I just saw the Sopranos are finally affordable because they were like sixty dollars sets. Yeah. I had them and then sold them, and then I kind of want to see it again. Smallville, I, I might go. I might watch. I started to watch it when it first came out, and then I kind of got lost. I, I honestly don't stick with too many television series too yeah. long. Um, I just. Uh, you know, now with DVRs, it makes it a little bit easier. But before, especially with my work schedule being as erratic as possible, I mean, one week I could be closing on a Tuesday night, and the next week could be closing on a Thursday night. Like, it, it's all over the place. So, uh, in episodic television, I kind of, if I missed three episodes in a row, I was done, mm-hmm. you know? And um, now with DVRs, it kind of gives me the opportunity to, to not miss them as much. Um, but I still find my attention span for episodic television shows are not long but uh, getting back to him he also played uh, Neil Perry in three episodes of Dexter and he played Crashdown in 11 and 11 episodes of Battlestar Galactica uh, during the 2004-2005 so he covers series. all the bases he's got everything man yeah he's a big gamer too so uh, he's a big tabletop guy he likes to do the role-playing stuff he's a big big into Star Wars so, I mean, he's, uh, you know, I guess he, he comes across like a nerd, so it's awesome. All right, so uh, after we, since we just made that, that, that's a great announcement, by the way. So there you have it, all you people that are knocking on Dave's door. Hey, we need another guest announcement. There you go. That's a good one. I mean, yeah, and like I said, you know, I'm trying to get people that we haven't had before in many cases. Uh, and some, I mean, we will bring back some repeat guests, but, you know, I'm really trying to branch out and get some people that we haven't had before. Being Human's a very popular television show. Yeah. It's in it's within the genre to a degree. Um, Dude plays a vampire. He plays a vampire. You know what I mean. So <laughs> can't get much better than that. You know, it's, and, and hopefully it's someone that we can also build other guests around. So you know, uh, you never know when the announcements are going to come. You know, You're fortunately, right. I, I, and it's not the first time that I've gotten an email oh, during yeah, our podcast and said, "Hey, you know, here's who we got." Yeah. Um, now, before we had taken the break, we had talked about, uh, I was watching some, I was watching The Shining and One Flew Over Cuckoo's Nest, and then during the, the commercial, you know, David said, well, who do you think really plays mentally ill well? And that's a question that I'm going to throw on Facebook. Um, yeah, like, what character do you think really, like, as far as the actor, like, what actor do you, would you believe is really insane by their character portrayal? Anthony Perkins. Okay. Uh, what, is, that, you, is that your best one? Uh, no, I mean, there's different people, different things. I mean, one of the things that, one of the ones, you know, especially with the resurgence of, uh, you know, the interest in the Norman Bates character with Bates Motel, um, he was great in, in the first Psycho, and honestly, he was great in 2 and 3. Mm-hmm. You know, 3 wasn't that good of a film, but he played, you know, he played the Norman Bates, you know, whatever was wrong with that guy character really well. Uh, another one for me that really stood out, and if I remember correctly, it's the first time I ever really took notice of the actor, Anthony Hopkins in uh, Magic. Uh, it was a film that I put on the uh, 13 films that I, I think I selected for Halloween. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's a film that I'm shocked. for. At the time that it came out, it was such, it made such an impression on people. It's a film that I, I kind of feel like doesn't get its due and and has fallen between the cracks. You know, I mean, uh, you know, like you said, you had rented Taxi Driver and stuff like that. I mean, just as that film helped define 
uh, Robert De Niro, I guess, along with Deer Hunter. Um, I think Magic really put Anthony Hopkins on on the map, and he went on to do other things since then. You know, obviously, but Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, can't. I mean, you can't forget about that. That it, yeah, that movie. Well, as a matter of fact. Uh, tomorrow night being Thursday, I'll try and have this up tomorrow, is the debut of the Hannibal show. Yeah. Which, I mean, obviously he's not in it, but, you know, well, who knows? You yeah. know, Hannibal Lecter, he he allowed that character to actually become something, so it's awesome. Yeah, I mean, but like I said, you know, Magic's the one film that, uh, that really um, opened my eyes to him as an actor, you know, and I thought he played the role great, and, and if you haven't seen the movie, I highly recommend you see it. Yeah, I uh, have kind of fallen, uh, you know, to where I, I can't stop watching some Jack Nicholson movies. I watched As Good As It Gets, where he plays, where he, you know, him and uh, Helen Hunt's in it, where he plays like he's got the OCD. Um, See, the thing with Nicholson, and I admire his work going back as far as Easy Rider. Um, and again, you know, one of the reasons why I didn't like him being cast for the role in in The Shining was with Nicholson I just expect him to be the crazy character like I'm waiting for that mm-hmm. I, I kind of like it when you're caught off guard more you know like like with Anthony Hopkins in in Magic and Norman Bay uh, Anthony Perkins in mm-hmm. in uh, Psycho you know what I mean like I like being I like discovering that the person's crazy you know mm-hmm. or whatever's wrong with them where with Jack Nicholson, I'm not discovering it. I'm waiting for it. Like, when's it going to be revealed? Like, when's he going to snap out, you know? Um, I mean, I like. I actually have been watching a lot of actual trial footage also, like, you know, of, of convicted people and, and crazies. I also think Leslie Easterbrook, Leslie Easterbrook plays a great psycho. I also think that you have to look at Charlize Theron, her role in Monster. She kills it, dude. Kills it. Like, she let herself go. She put on 30 pounds. I mean, she went the full mile to look like Eileen Wuornos. So it looks 100% legit. Um, You know, I think that, uh, especially when it comes to horror films, like, you can watch, there's tons of stuff. Like, if you watch Fight Club, you know, he's like a schizophrenic, you know, where he's got like the What's scarier to you? A guy in a chainsaw and a mask or a Norman Bates? Well, I think that realistically, when I look at it, there's such a, uh, especially now, it seems like where, you know, and we're certainly not, ex, ex, what do we say, exploiting mental illness or whatever, because it is a big, a big factor. Um, I think that it's more, you really have to be worried about people that are mentally ill when they don't get the help that they need. I'm worried about the people next door. Absolutely, dude. You know what I mean? Like, they could be next door I wave goodbye know. and wave hello and I see that they do the lawn and, you know. But just just as Norman Bates, you know, came off as the character that was, you know, the, the meek and mild caretaker mm-hmm. for the hotel who's got really serious issues and dresses up like his mother and kills people, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, just as that person, you know, it's based on, um, what was it? Who, who was the Ed character? Gein. Ed Gein. You know, who, yeah. who, and look at John Wayne Gacy. You yeah. know what I mean? He went around as a clown. Yeah. And had 33 
uh, boys' bodies in his Buried basement. In his basement. You know, yeah. I mean, that's the person. That's to me. Which I recommend anyone to go see uh, to watch Deranged. It's on Netflix. It's the uh, Ed Gein story. It's from like 1974. It's awesome. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Um, awesome movie. I, I mean, to me, that's the guy with the chainsaw, which is also based on Ed Gein. Correct. Um, so it sounds two, two different takes of it. You know, they have a bunch, they, you know, he became, you know, it was Psycho, it was Texas Chainsaw Massacre, it was Silence of the Lambs, it's been, you know, it's been yeah. everybody. Yeah, I mean, people, you know, use him as the reference point, I guess, for all those things. But, uh, I mean, to me, that's scarier than, the Norman Bates version of him is much scarier to me than the guy with the chainsaw. It's the calm guy. The yeah. guy that could just snap at any time. Because you're not expecting it. No, totally. Totally not. So... I mean, we, I'm curious to see what people say. I mean, you know, there's there's tons of them out there. It just depends on what... I'm really looking for solid, like solid, valid portrayals that... You know, because uh, I put up the question online the other day. I was like, hey, is there any way that... Does anyone have any connections to a, like a mental institution where I could go in and I could you, observe? I wouldn't go in if I were you, dude. They <laughs> might not let you out. And I could observe. Make sure you get that card that says you're just visiting. <laughs> just visiting. And I could observe, uh, you know, like maybe meetings or whatever. And, and because now of, of all the rules and stuff, it's not feasible. But I have been trying to watch. The problem is, is that when you watch vintage footage... The footage is so crazy that you could that person could never be the calm guy. They're showing you like you know the, the people that are just it's it's unsavable. Do you know what I'm saying? Like they're they've already given elect, electric uh, shock therapy to it. Dude, dude you want to like see that. that? You don't have to go to one of those places. Go to a retirement home. Yeah, the, it's. Uh, it's uh, the, there's you know the scene in in, in the Exorcist uh, that gets me probably more than anything uh, in that film uh, was when you know his mother says to him you know Damie 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 why'd you do this to yeah. me yeah you know what I mean like uh, you know uh, you know and unfortunately you know that happened with my mom my mom uh, went into a, a retirement home and 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 hated it. Uh, and I, I lived that scene from The Exorcist, you know, yeah. from personal experience, and it was, it was hell. And I'm telling my kids, <laughs> don't do that to me, man. I mean, really, man. Like, if that's what it comes to, then you know, slide me the gum with the bolt in it and say, "Yo, pop," you know, yeah. it's time to do it yourself. They need the big chief you. They need to put the pillow over your head. Yeah, yeah, man. Like I, I you know, can I tell you, I hadn't seen one flew over cuckoo's nest in years, years, and I saw. Uh, one of the channels had played it, and then I ended up buying it because I thought it was so good. They showed the, I see the end finally about how they 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 do the lobotomy on Jack Nicholson's character, and then the chief like suffocates him. It really it irritated me. Like I'm I'm happy that he did it because he was like I'm not going to leave without you, and he basically takes his spirit with him. I guess in a metaphorical uh, thought process. I got to pull upstairs if that's what you're asking. <laughs> me. <laughs> but I just found I just was like I don't know I felt a little cheated. I didn't read the book, but I felt a little bit cheated. I don't know why, but I just thought that his character was so likable, and he was giving the the, the the inmates the such freedom. And you find out as the movie goes that a lot of them aren't; they're not mandatory to be there; they're voluntary to be there. There's only like three that are actually be there. And look at the cast, dude. I know it's not horror, but just it's crazy. Like Devito and Christopher Lloyd, and, and just oh yeah, it's but, it, but it's I, I mean, you know, you, you look at that. 
I, you know, and I hate to say that's real life, dude, but I mean, you know, they shot John Lennon, uh, you know, they, they've, uh, you know, they killed JFK. I mean, it, it, it's, it's sad to say, but for, for every, every force of good that there is, there, there's an equal force of, uh, of, of evil. You there can't I mean? be one like, without the other. No, sadly there can. I mean, you know, when, when a, when a person, you know, walks into a movie theater and, and, you know, kills all those people, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's, uh. You know, there, there there's true evil in the world. You know what I mean? No and, doubt. And it, it's you I mean, never know. I mean, like that's the scary part for me. I mean, like you know, you don't know. I mean, like maybe the guy next door's got uh, you know an arsenal in his basement. You know what yeah. I mean? And as he's waving hello to me every day, maybe I'm on his list. I don't yeah. know. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm not your your. Uh, you know, I, I I I'm single. I I uh, work all different kinds of hours. I you know run a monster show. I mean, uh, there's a lot of things that put me on somebody's list. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you never know. No, you know? I mean, and, and the, the honest... Dude, well, one of the things that surprised I don't mean to interrupt you, but one of the things that surprised me uh, in 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 hosting Monster Mania was the number of actors and actresses that have to tell me. That if uh, that they're being either stalked or that they have been stalked, I mean, it it's not. It it gets to the point where I, I I could ask every actress that's ever attended our show, mm-hmm. what you know, who was your stalker, and mm-hmm. they've got one or yeah. two or three. I mean. Th- some of the stories I've been told. Some actresses have stopped doing conventions because of it. Yeah. I mean, and, and um, some have, have come forward. I know that Danielle Harris has spoken about it countless times about the problems that she had. Um, it's it's a scary world it's out there. It's scary, man. Yeah. I mean, you know, some of, the, some of the people have told me stuff in confidence that just, uh, if it was me, I wouldn't be doing shows. Yeah. If, that, if one of those things happened to me, man, you know, but this wasn't. Uh, the one, the one I've got in my mind wasn't didn't happen at a show. I mean, it, it happened while filming. You know, yeah. I mean, it was somebody actually tied into the to the film crew that was doing it. Oh, know? really? Yeah, man. It, I mean, horrendous stuff. Yeah. You know, horrible yeah. stuff. I mean, and that's that's a person that's going to work every day. You know, getting dressed, putting his shoes on, putting his pants on, going to work, and being a psycho. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's terrifying to me. Yeah, I mean it's ter- I mean, like I said, I'm just character studying to 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 be this role, and I'm seeing what's out there. And it is there's one thing I will say, and that is what I noticed, especially today, is that when someone is so far over the edge, there's a look that they develop where the white of their eyes becomes like really white, but the eye that's itself becomes black. Well, the pupil gets really large. It's it's, it's really, dude. I'm telling you, like it's it's insane to see. So now that we've uh... well, it goes back to you know tying it into horror films. You know the the the, the great line from um, the, Halloween from Halloween the that, that was based on what John Carpenter saw when he went to uh, an you know an asylum. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's you know for those that don't know, John went to an asylum and and saw. A person there, and he just thought that the eyes were totally devoid of humanity. I guess you'd say, mm-hmm. and and that's one of the things that inspired him to do, you know, write the screenplay for Halloween. You know, and it's it's you know, it just reflects what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, now that we've uh, made everyone aware, <laughs> so I mean, uh, for me, it when I, I mean, I can only say that it does make me very. Uh, 
depressed when I have to shoot footage or I have to to play that person. It's it's a little it, it takes you out of it. So it's I'm just I'm trying really hard for this one. Um, anyway, so let's talk. You you we'd mentioned a little bit about Psycho. Let's talk about this week's Bates Motel. Then we'll talk a little bit about horror news. Um, so we are in week three of Bates Motel. Yeah, and I'll I'll tell you after week two of Bates Motel, I said I was giving it to week to week three, and then mm-hmm. I was going to probably bail. Week three redeemed me. Yeah, week two was a little shaky. Yeah. Week three, we kind of I mean spoilers are gonna are gonna be told here. Uh, we kind of see the 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 development of Norman. Right. I, I think the the one thing that turned me off about week two uh, that still I'm not you know 100 uh, percent agreeable with or whatever. Um, I'm not sure I like the idea that basically that there's so much stuff going on in town that. That's it's also a little, evil. Little Twin Peaks ish. Yeah, I mean, like everybody's got it. You know, they're growing pot out in the field. There's uh, Chinese girls being, you know, uh, one was killed and buried. Set people on fire. Yeah, you know, and, and the, right in the center of town, dude. Right, and, and, you know what I'm and, and the sheriff says something along the lines of, "Oh, don't worry." When the other guy got set on fire and was in his car, uh, he says, "Don't worry, we take care of our own. We get even, our eye for an eye, or whatever." He said something along that line. And then the episode two ends with the guy being, you know, hung upside down Crazy. and burnt. And they show you uh, somebody like videoing it on their phone, yeah. you know. So let me ask you a question: You're in you're in town, and uh, you ride by and you see that. Are you staying in town? Well, no, <laughs> I wish I would said something we could say. <laughs> right. Dude, I'm out of there. Right, I'm out. You of there. just moved to a town and you see that. I'm out. Yeah, I'm out of there. That's because. Sooner or later, I didn't grow up there. I'm going to be yeah. I'm going to be, gonna be running up a post. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. be on fire. So um, I love those kind of movies. I mean, like, like I, I if it wasn't the Bates Motel, I mean, to me, I want the horror to be the Bates Motel. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But like, I think back to a Christopher Lee movie called Horror Hotel, where you know somebody goes to the town and and uh, you know without ruining this for everybody, but there's a spoiler here. Uh, you, you find out through the course of the movie that like everybody is part of this witch's coven, kind of like mm-hmm. Rosemary's Baby, same mm-hmm. type of thing where you know she thinks everybody's out and and each person is a, a you know a, that's a, like the Wicker Man safe, too, right? Inter- yeah, yeah. I love the, those type of stories where you find out the whole town is just insane, you know. Um, but in this case, I don't want it to happen so much with the Bates Motel because I want the Bates Motel to. I don't want to feel sorry for. The Bates Motel. Like, I, I want that to be the terror. I don't want it to be, you know, the victim so much. Um, I mean... I don't know if it's going to be because we... Now, here we are week three. Norman's already seeing things that aren't there. Yeah. And he's already carrying out basically mother's wishes. You know, she's... In, or or she's, what he thinks is right, mother's right. wishes. Right, right. So, and you had brought up a good point earlier about how he... Was he didn't remember fighting his brother? Um, I uh, for some reason I heard it when he said it, but it didn't click in until he said it. So he al- already is kind of it's having laying these the foundation se- sessions, you know, for for people. Although it's a reimagining, um, it you know, I mean, if, if you're looking at it as a prequel to the original Psycho, it's laying the foundation um, for him to progress to the point where he dresses up like his mother. And kills people, yeah. and 
and he does that as a separate personality, and the Norman Bates part of him doesn't know what the Mrs. Bates part of him is doing. Mm-hmm. You know, like you said, when in Psycho, when when he goes to the shower and he goes, "Oh, mother, mother!" Like he knows mother killed her, but he didn't know he was mother. Yeah, and he's sickened know? by the sight. Right. You know, and I have been watching that movie too. Uh, that was uh, a great film. Too. Yeah, yeah, really good. Um, and, and one of the things that I mean, it's just a, it's like a nod to the original. But one of the things I really liked—I mean, it's going to sound stupid—but one of the things I really liked about Episode Three uh, was that when he gets up, when he sits up in the bed, there's the impression of where he laid in the bed, still in the bed. And if you remember from the first Psycho, uh, he had laid his mother's corpse in the bed so long. That the impression, uh, like, uh, of her body her was was right. impressed into the mattress of the bed because mm-hmm. he had laid her there for probably you know twenty years or thirty mm-hmm. years, whatever it was. So I mean, it was kind of like a nod to. I thought it was kind of a nod to the original film, you know, without beating you over the head with it. So uh, I really, I, I episode three, I really enjoyed. I still. I, do, I wish that they weren't pushing so hard for the cop to find the. You know what I'm saying? Like the cop that was the guy that was in Lost. He's the the main sheriff. Okay. And he's trying to he's pushing so hard to find where the missing guy is, and he's just all over. Like it's almost like they're trying to guide you in that direction. So I don't know. That's the only thing. That's my that would be my only problem that I don't really necessarily like. And I'm also waiting to see how the little book ties in uh, to everything. I mean, he's starting to have visions now of people tied and stuff like that. Yeah. So, so I don't know how that's going to tie in if I'm really going like to. I that. didn't quite understand what that was. I, I mean, I had to rewatch that actually. At, at first, when uh, he was, it was, I, it was right before he fainted in the room, yeah, uh, in the schoolroom, classroom. Um, at first, I thought it was the teacher that he was envisioning tied. That's what I thought. But when I rewound it, it wasn't. It was, it was completely different. Oh, really? Female. It was, it was a blonde actress. Uh, and you know the teacher had either like dark brown hair yeah. or, or red hair or something dark. So I mean, I at first I thought when I watched it that it was the teacher he was envisioning that way. But when I rewound it and watched it again, it wasn't. So I don't know who it was referencing. It could have been his mother. I'm not sure. It could be. I think I, was, I have to I, watch it again. I, I, like I said, I think the mother's doing the the actress that plays the mother's doing an awesome job. She's great. Really He's great there. too. I, dude, He's great too. When he was walking down the street outside of the the hotel when he. Comes out of the hotel towards the end of the episode, and he's walking down the street. I could totally see Norman Bates. Yeah, that, that to me was was the spot. Now, can I tell you how? What kind of a like? Can you imagine filming on that backdrop? Just being able to have the hotel and the house there. Like, if you're a horror fan, how crazy! Oh, would that dude, be? I would love that. It's insane. I, I have. Uh, they made a replica house um, down in uh, Orlando, and I have a picture of me. You know, standing oh, yeah. in front of the head doing the Norman Bates thing. But, <laughs> I, you know, I mean, it, it, it's, you know, I've, I've already mentioned how it was the first film I bought when I got a VHS. I wrote to the, to the Robert Block, the author of the, the novel. I mean, it's, it's, you know, one of the films that defines my uh, movie, my love for films. Always, always is has it, been. Uh, is it Dracula Psycho? You know, I don't know. I, I've, I, honestly, with, um, with the Bates Motel coming out, it's, it's helped me to rediscover how much I loved Psycho and how much I loved Robert Block's writings. I, I, I was actually on eBay the other day um, looking for some uh, of... He, 
he came out with a multitude uh, in the 50s and 60s and 40s of um, uh, short story paperbacks, mm -hmm. you know, like with 20 of his short stories or 16 or whatever it would be. Uh, and I actually went on uh, eBay and started looking for ones that I, I didn't have. And I have an extensive collection of them, you know. Uh, I actually have uh, the first book he ever did, which is really hard to find. Um, you know, and I, and I was looking to, to just pick up something just to, to read something written by him that I haven't read before. Mm -hmm. You know, because he's got a lot of stories that are very famous that have been repeated. And, and uh, yours truly, Jack the Ripper, was actually made into... Uh, episode of Thriller it was made into uh, Star Trek A Wolf in the Fold episode mm -hmm. I mean it, it, the same story's been told you know multiple times several but times yeah he's got a lot of other stories that you know uh, many of which I haven't read you know they used to get published in uh, Weird Tales magazine and then l later in uh, uh, like Stephen King in, in like Gentleman magazines like Playboy and stuff like that I wonder if that renews interest uh, at Universal I would assume. I would assume so. I would assume so. You know, I I don't know if they're filming there. I don't know. I was they're... interested in that. I don't know if it's the house. I don't know if it's the original house. I thought I had read when there was the fire on uh, Universal's back lot a couple of years ago. I thought the Psycho House had been destroyed. I, oh, I, I'll have to look. At I that don't one. know. I, I you know, if anyone does know, let us know. I have to look that up. Yeah. Hey, uh, we're going to take a break, and when we come back up, we'll wrap up. We don't have a lot of horror news, but we have some. And uh, we, this episode was just kind of rapping. Rapping, baby. Rapping. You, you know, mean like rapping like... No, not, that kind of stuff? not quite. No. No. Not we hip-hop rapping? Because, uh, you know, I mean, I'll let people in on the secret. Dave's like, I don't really have anything. And I was like, ah, we'll just go over and talk. Hang out and talk to each other and see each other and make guest announcements we don't know that are coming and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you, buddy. Hey, uh, we'll be right back. Here we have a quiet little motel, when in fact it has now become known as the scene of the crime. You have a vacancy? Oh, we have 12 vacancies. You know, this is the first place it looks like it's hiding from the world. I think that... We're all in our private traps, clamped in them. And none of us can ever get out. Is anyone at home? Oh, that, that, uh, that must be my mother. Is anything wrong? as if there's something wrong. She's not missing so much as she's run away. Put me down. Mother, oh God, mother. What are you running away from? She looked like a wrong one to you. It's not as if she were a, a maniac. She just goes a little mad sometimes. Hi, this is Dave Hagen from Monster Mania, sitting here with... 
Rob Dimension, uh, and and we I was just during that was the longest commercial. break. That was the longest commercial break I think we've ever had. Ever had? We were. I've told your whole. I've heard your whole life story. It's pretty scary, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My gray hair turned white. So let's talk a little bit horror news. Well, in keeping with the Bates Motel, uh, if you head to iTunes, you can download. The uh, sketchbook that Norman finds uh, under the rug oh, in, awesome. in room number four, uh, and apparently it's uh, it's a manga uh, style book, and um, it uh, reveals something about a character that's that's I, I think we were probably introduced to at the end of uh, episode three, mm-hmm. uh, and there's also some uh, some other hints to uh, things that are about to unfold. Did you ever, so, read, did, you ever did you ever see a manga book? It's a uh, Japanese book. They read right to right to left. Oh, really? Yeah, they don't read left to right. I, I've seen them in stores, but I, mm-hmm. I, it's not a, a a part of the genre that I've ever really. Yeah. Also, this week, Spanish film director uh, Jess Franco died. Um, he was probably best known for films uh, like Vampiros, Lesbos. Um, he did the off. Awful Dr. Orlock, and he also did the um, Count Dracula that um, Christopher Lee plays, the actual Vlad Tepish. Um, but he also had a, a, he went back and forth through porn films as well. He, yeah. he, I think he started out in porn, uh, transferred over to some of the uh, Spanish my kind of guy. Yeah. <laughs> and then went back to porn. Um, so I know he had a, a, a cult following, I would say, I guess. I would say you know, so. You know, probably bigger than cult, but yet There was not. a pretty good outpouring this week uh, yeah. when he passed away. Uh, not somebody that I really followed the career of, though. How about you? No, not so much. Um, but I've seen a few of his films. A lot of people, I mean, I really think that's that's a different type of genre base that you would really be into like you have to really want to absorb a lot of that to to follow his career like that that's a certain type of i guess flavor i guess you could say Uh, also for people that are going to see evil dead this week uh the first uh theatrical trailer for carrie uh, stay after the credits too stay through the credits oh really that's what i heard oh okay good 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 I didn't know that. Yeah, stay through the credits. I, I mean, nowadays I stay through the credits for almost everything. I know. Because you just don't know what's going to be there. Uh, years ago, Linnea Quigley, uh, famous probably for Return of the Living Dead, uh-huh. um, had a workout book. Well, now she's finally evolved into a horror workout DVD. Well, it originally was released on VHS in the... Oh, it was a VHS? 80s. Okay. Yes. And uh, it's a little... It's got some naughty parts. Yeah. I, I think I actually... When I had her at our first show or our second show, she actually gave me a copy of the book. Sweet. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's actually becoming a DVD. I saw someone's re-releasing it. So uh, there you go. You guys, if you... Uh, I mean, I've always been a fan of her, though. Like, I liked... Uh, that was my era, though. You know, as like a, as a teen... Mm-hmm. How do you not, you know, yeah. have something for her? Yeah, especially with the uh, graveyard trash. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. But I was a big fan of. Uh, I can remember watching Sorority Babes at the Slime Ball Bowlerama. 
Yes. On USA yes. Up all night. So, uh, yeah, I miss something like that. Can I tell you, I miss like a Friday night or Saturday night type thing where it's on TV like that. There's nothing like that anymore. Dude, the closest thing that, that I watch uh, now um, on Saturdays on the Me channel that I get on Comcast, um, Sven Gulli's on. Yeah. But it's, I think it's actually The Son of Sven The Son of Sven, yeah. yeah. So I remember the original one, you know, when I was a kid. Uh, I've I've watched that when I first started watching it. I wasn't a fan, mm-hmm. um, but the more I watch it, the more I, I appreciate it. And I, I've I don't want to say I watch it every Saturday night, but uh, I'd say I probably catch it at least once a month. Uh, and, and some of the films he's shown, you know, uh, Frankenstein versus the Wolfman, like classic Universal stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, the one night he showed the Marx Brothers, uh, which kind of threw me for a loop, but. Um, I mean, horror hosting is uh, something that's, it's just fallen to the wayside, sadly. I mean, he's one that's still doing it. Uh, in Reno, there's actually a guy named Zambu who does it, which is full color, and he's got, like, the dungeon and everything else. I like him. Uh, there's just, there's... The problem is there's a lot of bad ones out there. There are. You know, and, and, and I think, as in anything, uh, I, I think uh, that whole, uh, I don't know what you would call it, not genre, but that whole scene uh, gets judged collectively rather than individually. And collectively, there's so many bad ones out there. Mm-hmm. I think that it just kind of, you know, ruins it for you know the. the well, few the problem is, is that it's ones. it's tough to. I mean, what are you going to show? It's it's tough. To, a lot of people don't want to watch what you're watching. Do you right. know what I'm saying? Yeah, they don't. You know, so at least whenever I was able to watch up all night. Or something like that. They would have movies that were, you know, kind of like a trauma type feel. That were the, the hokey, silly, you know, boob kind of, you know, smutty horror films that I could watch when I was 18 years old or 16 years old. And I was able to watch those. I can remember watching tons of stuff on there, man. But there's just... TV's change, you know. But I really would love to see something like that come back. Uh, yeah, I mean, you even had uh, Joe Bob Briggs that was... Well, uh, was let me tell that. you something about Joe Bob Briggs. Not to bust anybody's bubble. We had him at the first or second show. And I had Ingrid Pitt. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had arranged for him to be, you know, like the host of her Q&A or whatever. Mm-hmm. Dude, he says to me, who is she? What was she in? I said, oh, it's Ingrid Pitt. Thinking, you know... Pitt, you know who Ingrid Pitt is. And it's like, oh well, what was? Remind me again, what was she in? And it was like, and I'm feet, and like I forget who else was on there. I think it was Carolyn Monroe and somebody else. Dude, like I had to feed him. Oh well, Carolyn Monroe was in The Spy Who Loved Me, and she was also in Dracula AD 1970. Mm-hmm. I mean, stuff that I just knew, you know, right off the cuff. Like, you know, there's Joe Bob Briggs asking me who these three stars are and what were they in. Mm-hmm. You know, after I gave him the name, I thought he would know their filmography, but. Uh, a little disappointing, you know. Well, I mean? Elvira just tried to come back like last year, and that didn't really work out that well. Uh, it's tough, man, to draw viewership, you know. And Mystery Science Theater is probably close to like a horror hosting thing. I wonder why the Elvira thing didn't work. Well, she wasn't on a good network. Well, yeah, I think that's. And the time that they originally, because I was into it at that point. Well, I tried to find it. That's I couldn't, what I was gonna say. I couldn't, you find, couldn't it. find it. Yep, that's exactly why it didn't work out. And it's a shame too because if anyone could really kickstart it again, yeah, it yeah. Would be her, um, you know. But if if you were from the uh, if you remember Second City TV, you remember uh, what was it, Count Floyd? That was uh, yeah. Joe Flattery. 
who did that. So that was from S- Second City TV, which had tons and tons of stuff. Which I even actually miss Sketch TV besides like Saturday Night Live. You don't see a lot of that stuff anymore either. But and, and honestly, Saturday Night Live for the most part, I mean it 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 it's it's not the groundbreaking show that it was. You know back when. You know, it, it debuted with you know Chevy Chase and you know, oh yeah, Garrett Mars and that group. Seventies you know? and early eighties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That time is gone. Anyway, so we went far off of that. Do you have any other? Uh, the last thing I have is something interesting. and something I might actually have to check out. Uh-uh. Um, there's something called the Stanley Film Festival uh, that's going to take place um, May second to the fifth uh, in Estes Park, Colorado, which is actually go which. The Stanley Hotel was the hotel that was the influence for The Shining. Right. Um, so, I mean, it, it, I know they do The Shining Ball every either Halloween or New Year's. I forget which one. Um, I believe it's New Year's. I believe so as well. Um, it, it, it would give me a reason to go out there. It's someplace I've always wanted to go. Um, it, I don't know if the uh, Horror Film Festival is what's going to bring me out there, but why not, you know? Mm. I'd like to see the hotel. It, it, it's some place that I've wanted to go at least, you know, it's one of the places I want to see at one point in my life or another. So Yeah. Yeah, no, that's cool. I, uh, I mean, horror fests, horror festivals or film festivals, they're going to start popping up everywhere. It's all, all of a sudden that's a new thing where it's very popular. Yeah. Sadly, you have to really watch the ones that you go to, you know, because it's, it's a showcase. Yeah, so. it's hit or miss. It is. It is hit or miss. So... And uh, um, speaking of, of that, I'll, I'll just drop one tidbit of things. Um, we're hopefully working out a event that may take place that will involve the showing of the film The Living Corpse with Buzz and Ken. Ken. Yep. Um, you know, it, it's a comic they've worked on for years now. Uh, it's a film that's been actually like, I think, seven years in the making. I think it's 3D? It's in 3D. Yeah. Um, so hopefully we'll be announcing sometime in the not too distant future, uh, an event that will be sponsored by Monster Mania that will be the 3D showing of the film. And awesome. we're, we're, we're working out details of location and exactly what everybody wants it to be. Like I have an idea of what I would like to do with it. Um, my history in, in working with people has always been not everyone always sees, you know. There's two ways to do it. Yeah. Well, yeah that's what Doug often reminds me. There's the wrong way and there's my way. But, uh, you know, I mean, I would like, I know what I would like to do with it. Um, we'll see if everyone's in agreement, but hopefully they are. Hook me up with a comp, man. Hook me up with a comp. Hey, uh, that's going to wrap up this episode. Don't forget. The next Monster Mania, which is going to be Monster Mania 25, is August 16th through the 18th. And we already announced one guest tonight that the list is going to grow, like, before you know it. Yeah, I mean, it's... Honestly, I took a couple weeks off. I needed... You know, uh, I I always say that after a show, I'm going to take a couple weeks off and I wind up getting right back into it. Um, I did and I didn't this time. I was going to say, yeah, so-so. I I sent out a lot of emails and and made a lot of phone calls to make contacts with people. Mm -hmm. But in getting guests that have not done either a show at all before or Monster Mania, uh, it takes a lot of uh, grooming, you know, to to get the agreements and, you know, and sometimes not. so, uh, although I did a lot of that, there was, I'm, like I said, I'm trying to reach out to new people. So, you know, it takes some time. There wasn't a whole lot of flurry of uh, guest announcements, but 
Um, you know, it's it's they're going to start coming, and they're probably going to start coming in bunches. So, um, you know, we'll see how it all develops. But uh, uh, but we did announce Sam Whitworth tonight, and mm-hmm. uh, hopefully by the next podcast we'll have some more names. So as always, you can always get all your information at monstermania.net. If you haven't uh, already done so, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. You can go on iTunes or Stitcher Radio. And uh, I guess that's going to wrap it up for us. Uh, yep. Good seeing you again. Yeah, you too. Hey, uh, Yogi, you have anything to say before we go? Oh, no. He's all quiet now. I know, of course. Because right? we're done. I gave him his moment to shine. Hey, uh, take care, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs>